Welcome to this podcast produced by Imagine, an online source focusing on early childhood music therapy. Imagine is sponsored by the American Music Therapy Association and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Rounding with Medical Staff to Increase Music Therapy Awareness in the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit and presented by Amy Robertson. Amy received her master's in music therapy from Florida State University and started the medical music therapy program at Florida Hospital in Orlando in 2005. The NICU music therapy program was the first in the country to receive reimbursement for inpatient services. Ten years ago, the words music therapy might have triggered thoughts of a CD player playing soft lullabies for a room full of premature infants in the minds of staff in a neonatal intensive care unit. But times have changed, and now the words music therapy, in relation to the NICU, has new meaning. With the growing body of evidence showing that NICU music therapy services are decreasing length of stay, enhancing neurological development, and now providing reimbursement for specific interventions such as multimodal stimulation, more neonatal intensive care units are opening their doors to NICU music therapists. However, the NICU environment is extremely fragile, and music therapists who are new to this environment must be confident, knowledgeable, and know how to communicate with staff to ensure a successful program. In the hospital environment, it is easy to feel like an outsider, since music therapy isn't usually seen as a part of the core medical team, such as doctors, nurses, and traditional therapy, such as physical and speech therapy. There have been too many times in the past when music therapists have informed me that they are not allowed to attend any interdisciplinary team meetings in the settings in which they practice. It is our job as music therapists to educate and communicate with staff on a consistent basis to help alleviate issues such as these to help other clinical disciplines view our services as medically necessary, especially if our goal is to ultimately receive reimbursement. Communication is the key, and in this podcast I will explain how rounding with our neonatologists have transformed our presence in the NICU. When I first began working as a NICU music therapist at our hospital, Walt Disney Pavilion at Florida Hospital for Children, I met with our medical director in the NICU to implement services and set up a protocol for referrals. He told me that instead of making a referral, he wanted there to be an order made for NICU music therapy interventions. When I first heard the words, NICU music therapy order, I thought, if he wants an order for music therapy, then they must see our service as medically necessary. And it made me think that it was going to be relatively easy to receive orders for babies who are appropriate for our interventions. Now, I'm especially glad that they requested us to have orders because we need physician or nurse practitioner orders for each baby to receive reimbursement. Prior to working in this NICU, I was used to going to a weekly interdisciplinary meeting and receiving referrals by asking the nurse manager who would then give us permission for babies she felt appropriate for our services. Little did I know needing an order for music therapy was going to be harder than I thought. My next step was trying to figure out how to receive an order. We have a very large NICU, 80 beds, with a staff of 8 doctors and 8 nurse practitioners. Since we have so many rounding physicians, there is not just one meeting a week to discuss patient plans. All of the doctors and nurse practitioners round daily on assigned babies and write orders for specific services or treatments at that time. Seeing that there was not a weekly meeting, I spoke with occupational and speech therapists on the unit, and they told me that when the doctors and nurse practitioners see a baby that is appropriate, they would write an order for their services. With this information, I decided to wait for music therapy orders to come through on my pager. 
In the meantime, I provided nursing and other medical staff with in-services on music therapy in the NICU. After a couple of weeks and only one order for a baby to receive music therapy services, I decided to try different ways to increase music therapy orders. At that time, I was the only music therapist working at Florida Hospital, and my patient census consisted of adult and pediatric patients, as well as weekly groups on different units, so my time in the NICU was limited to only six hours a week. Since I didn't have time to look for each attending doctor or nurse practitioner, I came up with a form to leave on top of the patient chart that stated that if the patient was appropriate for music therapy, and if the doctor agreed, could they write an order? I used this form for quite a while, and the music therapy census increased a little, but not much. I asked our medical director what else I could do, and he suggested not using the form anymore because it made some of the doctors feel like they were being asked to write an order. So instead, maybe getting together with some of the other therapies to see if we could come up with a standing order form that would go onto the chart that would prompt the doctors and nurse practitioners to write an order for occupational therapy, speech therapy, or music therapy if appropriate. He also suggested that I find each attending physician and nurse practitioner to discuss each baby that I felt would benefit from music therapy to see if they agreed enough to write an order. Soon after this discussion with the medical director in the NICU, the hospital added another music therapy physician, and this person was to spend half of her time, 20 hours, in the NICU per week. This made it easier to find attending physicians and nurse practitioners to discuss possible babies for music therapy. Each morning before scheduling babies for that day, we would look on the census to see which babies needed an order for multimodal stimulation or pacifier activated lullaby. Once we found them, then we would look on the list that day to see which doctor or nurse practitioner was attending to the babies we would like to have for music therapy. We would find them, discuss the babies, and then if they agreed that that baby was appropriate for services, then they would write an order. Also, we met with occupational therapy and speech therapy to design a standing order form to go on each chart. After multiple attempts and many meetings with the medical staff, it was determined that it would create more work for the doctors and nurse practitioners, so the standing order was not a good idea. With our new protocol in place, we are able to receive more music therapy orders and our census increased. This method also helped with educating the medical staff because we would have to discuss each baby and reasons why we thought the baby would benefit. There were challenges, though. The time for physician rounds is from 10 to 12 each day, and usually most of the attending staff was present in the NICU at this time. However, there were some days when the doctors or nurse practitioners we needed to speak with wouldn't come until the afternoon, or we would waste valuable time walking around our NICU units looking for certain staff only to find out that they were not there or were coming in at a time that we would not be present in the NICU. Even though this new protocol seemed to work better, we still needed to find a way to make our time more efficient in the NICU while continuing to increase orders for music therapy. Over the past year, we decided to try something new. Now that the staff was more aware of our services and the significant findings from our research, I approached our medical director to see if we could round with the attending doctors and nurse practitioners once a week with the rest of the staff to help educate and make suggestions on babies who seemed appropriate for our services. The current rounding team consisted of a doctor, nurse practitioner, pharmacist, nutritionist, and a speech therapist. He thought this was a great idea and said, now it will truly be an interdisciplinary team. We began rounding every Monday morning with the attending doctors and nurse practitioners who have been assigned the babies that we believe would be appropriate for our services. I walk around the unit with them for two hours while they report on every baby. 
When they are finished reporting, and if I feel the baby is appropriate, I will ask if they believe music therapy services would benefit the baby. Most of the time they smile and say absolutely, and some of them even ask me when they are finished reporting if their baby is on our senses and would be a good baby for music therapy. There have been many benefits from this new protocol. One, music therapy is seen as part of the interdisciplinary team in the NICU. Two, we are able to educate staff weekly during rounds. Three, our music therapy orders have increased significantly, which boosts the reimbursement our hospitals receiving from our services. Four, the NICU staff feel that when we attend rounds, we are trying to understand completely what each baby is dealing with and taking steps to further educate ourselves about the medical conditions these babies face. So tips for a music therapist to be a successful member in medical rounds. Remember, communication is the key. Do not be hesitant to speak up and say why each patient is appropriate for music therapy services. Also, be sure to have a positive relationship with all staff in the NICU. If they know you and feel comfortable around you, it will be easier for you as a music therapist to gain the respect you need to receive the music therapy referrals you need. Do not be overwhelmed or intimidated by medical staff. As a music therapist, it is sometimes easy to feel intimidated around medical staff. Remember that you are the expert when it comes to music therapy. Be assertive when speaking to the doctors and nurse practitioners. These patients are fragile, and you need to make them feel comfortable and assured that each patient will benefit from music therapy. Understand the medical terminology related to your patient population. In the NICU, terms such as BPD, RDS, and IVH are very important to know and can determine if a patient is appropriate for music therapy or not. You also need to know what the medical staff is discussing when reporting on a patient in rounds. Write down all medical terms you hear and are not familiar with. If you can speak the same language as the other members of the NICU staff, they will respect you that much more. Also, conduct research if possible. Our doctors and nurse practitioners love when we do research because it shows them that music therapy is an evidence-based field with significant outcomes. They also like to have data that comes from their own institution. Our medical staff knew about previous music therapy studies and the results, but wanted to have the same research done in our NICU to see if the results were the same. When our data showed the same trend as data in other studies, the medical staff was more confident in our services and made more music therapy orders. Request that patients need an order for music therapy services. When an order is made for music therapy, it means that music therapy is medically necessary for that patient. It also means that the intervention being ordered is an evidence-based treatment and not just someone coming in to play music. The staff will respect you and your services more if the doctor or nurse practitioner needs to order it than just a staff member saying, that baby is fine for music. Plus, you have to have an order if you are seeking reimbursement for your services. Insurance companies will not provide reimbursement without the doctor or nurse practitioner order for services. So implementing music therapy services in an environment like the NICU can be challenging. Communication is a must. Make sure to be positive and always try to understand the staff's point of view, but be assertive when educating about music therapy services. If you cover all of these points, you are sure to have a successful NICU program. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2011.